This is great. Chilling by the ocean, waves crashing, drink on the side. Death Star flying above me. Are those Typhons? Summons out and our blockade is legal. Join Robin Boat and Sean Michaud right now. Right now. You talk first. You talk first. That's it. No, that's not where we put it. guys. We'll leave that in there. Hey, guys. Welcome to the home show. Hey, guys. Welcome back. That's right. As Sean said, welcome back to the home show, the Brick City Blockade podcast here. Of course, we have a fantastic panel here on this episode. Not a panel I was expecting. But a panel that is more than welcome. In panel on a couch? Panel on a couch or on a one couch and a chair? Chair. Couch. couch and chair? Chair and couch? I don't know. Something don't like know. that. But, uh, Some type of thing. <laughs> that's right. Sean Michaud sitting across from me. Robin Vogt. And we have a special guest. Ooh, who is it? Drum roll. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Hi, everyone. This is Jenna. And you may know me as Robin's better half. AKA <laughs> girlfriend. Hello. That's right. Jenna's here. I love seeing first timers. First timers. Yeah, first timers club. Rookie hazing was already occurring, mm -hmm. and uh, we're back in. You didn't this. even need to rhyme that. <laughs> no, just, didn't even mean to. Didn't even mean to. But uh, we got some cool topics for you guys. Uh, you know, uh, of course, we're in that weird stretch with Star Wars talk. It's it's been weird. You know, Sean, you and I talked about it not that long ago. Um, we just haven't had a, a shit ton of Star Wars news to talk about, really. No, nothing really. And it's very disappointing, even though we have less than five months. Yeah, yeah. Five, five months from now? Yeah, just about. For Rise of Skywalker, so... Yeah, no, we haven't seen a trailer, we haven't seen... I mean, you and I have talked before about D23 stuff. Mm -hmm. It might be coming up in Anaheim not that long from now. We know a lot of people are going to be going out. In September, near 4th Friday, and yeah. most likely we're going to see another trailer by then, hopefully. Yeah, fingers crossed. Or something near uh, Friday Night Football, when, once that comes out. Yeah, Friday or Sunday Night Football, too. Or Sunday, Monday whenever, night. Monday night. Whenever, <laughs> whenever, whenever, whenever the NFL starts. <laughs> whenever Roger Goodell pays millions of dollars to have a Star Wars trailer in front of a, a football game. That's when we'll probably get it. But uh, I don't know. Now, before we get started, Jenna's in the house. All right. So. There's a woo-woo in there. Um, <laughs> yes. that's, a that's a SpongeBob deep cut. One more time. Um, let's get a little bit of background with Jenna, because we're going to be talking about some 90s TV stuff we on are. this episode. So, Jenna, give me your top 90s show right now, because Sean and I already did, like, our favorite 90s TV shows. And you guys uh, can check that out on Patreon. Yeah, it's over on Patreon. You guys can go and listen to that. But, Jenna, your top 90s TV show that you go to right now. Oh, no, right now? Does it have to be... No. Uh, like 
any nineties. Anything. That's what we. I said the same thing when he asked me this question. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know, because I am a 90s kid. I mean, I was born what? in 88, but... What's the first thing that comes to your mind that you think of 90s? Well, one of my favorite shows is The Wild Thornberries. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is my favorite. I don't know. What do you guys always say? Nigel Thornberry. <laughs> <laughs> Smashing. 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 <laughs> What's that, the little boy? The Donnie. Little boy. <laughs> the wild kid. The wild kid, oh my goodness. Yeah. That's a good choice. Mm-hmm. That's a good choice. Yeah. We might as well just hop right into it, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. what recently came out on Netflix, and Sean and I have been talking about it for a while. Jenna, Rocco's Modern Walk. Let's not get copyrighted. Get sued by Netflix and Nickelodeon, though. Super exciting. We finally all immediately, Sean, you and I. We're like, we got to do a review mm-hmm. of this because this is our childhood. This is all of our childhood right here with Rocco's Modern Life. So let's go around and let's just start with our first thoughts about coming out of Static Cling. What are our thoughts on what we saw? So, Sean, you go. First of all, fantastic for, for the name, Static Cling. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like, like something out of the 90s, like it's bringing me back. And that's the thing about the Rocco's Modern Life. It made me go back as, as a child just... In this 45-minute, I wish it was longer, but uh, mm-hmm. special, which made me made me feel like a child again watching it, yeah. and it was just amazing to see it. And we'll, we'll get more in details of how we how the whole show is uh, connected to a, to our lives and stuff. But yeah. Jenna, what was your I, um, I think right off the bat, like you said, it just brought me back to my childhood. Uh, I love Rocco's Modern Life. It probably was one of my top five favorite shows when I was little. Mm-hmm. Um, my first thought, though, was I was really hoping that they weren't going to have different voices because who knows, you know, 20 years later, like maybe somebody else couldn't come and do the voices for the characters, but they got yeah. them and they were spot on and I, I loved it. Nice. Yeah, I I love that point about getting the voice actors and actresses back to play these roles because that's some of the problems that we see with some of these reboots when it comes to time. Uh, Hey Arnold was one, Mm -hmm. when I watched the movie, uh, some of the uh, child actors grew up and of course they didn't have the same uh, voices for 20 years later, I think it was. (laughs) but, (laughs) But some of the adult actor or voice actors were voiced by children so it was a little half and half which yeah. is nice but it happens when you you hire a child actor yeah. for some mm-hmm. of these uh voice actors but Mars Rock and Life did, did a really good job and of course we have uh Tom Kenny as Hefner yeah. uh of course we everyone knows him as Spongebob yeah mo- most famously but yeah, I mean, that's the big thing that I, I took away from Static Cling myself was being able to, I mean, number one, the scene where they're shooting around in space and whatever else, and we get our first, we hear um, Filbert for the first time again, <laughs> mm-hmm. we hear um, Rocco, we see Spunky, and uh, number one, you hear Heifer mm-hmm. talk, and you know it's Tom Kenny doing it, mm-hmm. and it was just like, Static Cling became nostalgia time 
where it was like, wow, I remember being a kid sitting in front of my television and seeing this for the first time. And it was Tom Kenny doing half before SpongeBob. Correct. Mm-hmm. And Correct. I think uh, SpongeBob's uh, was a little influenced by half and other uh, voice actors or voices that Tom Kenny did. Yeah. And you could see that development happen across <laughs> it. I think the one thing that stood out to me with Static Cling the most was not only its connection to, to society today and to the way that you could transfer uh, ideals and the standards of the 90s mm-hmm. into today and being able to be, as we are here, kids of the 90s and for Sean and I of the early 2000s when shows like Rugrats and other things really started and SpongeBob yeah. really started to hit and to be able to look at that and say, 20 years later... And I still have the same excitement about Rocco's Modern Life that I did as a kid. It, it felt That's like, super exciting. It felt like they still had that same old uh, art style. Yes, like mm-hmm. they didn't like put on the like, clear HD like SpongeBob does. Right, but you right. but you had that still '90s feel, but a little uh, 21st century. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but brighter. And actually, that was a good point because it reminded me of when I went and saw <laughs> the new Toy Story movie, and it was I don't know. Pixar-rated. You know yeah. how Pixar just makes everything more lifelike, but that's that I, was never Toy Story. I haven't seen the newest one, but yeah. the only thing outstanding by Pixar alone is the is the the fur on the cat. Oh, well, the whole just the cat just looks so mm-hmm. realistic that's in true. Toy Story Four. That's true, but you know, unlike making things realistic <laughs> like they usually do, I loved how they stayed true to how Rocco was really drawn and mm. Um, mm. the way it was back in the 90s. Yeah, they even made a reference to it in the show. We'll talk about it a little bit in depth about certain characters that kind of reshow themselves back from the original mm-hmm. back into this uh, reboot uh, film. But they even mentioned it at one point where, oh, you're not, I think it was, um, was it uh, Mr. Uh, Big Head? Mr. Big Head. He said it himself, was like, you're not using a paper and pencil to draw the cartoons. You're using all this technology. Yeah. And I was like, boom, right there. That's the there, problem with cartoons today. Yeah. Where, just, where's the artists? Yeah. Exactly. The artist? I mean, there was so many mind-blowing <laughs> moments in that. Yeah. Especially when Big, Mr. Big Head was talking to Rocco, yeah. saying about like letting go of the old cartoon. I don't remember what exactly oh, what it yes. was. He, he said something on lines like, Stop going back to these old cartoons and like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't they're, they're, they're cartoons of the past. We have to move forward. Oh, that's true, and that's where I had um, kind of a, a thing I wanted to talk about was where Rocco, because he wanted to see the Fatheads again, because yep, it had yep. been off the air for so long, and how you know he was nostalgic about the Fatheads mm-hmm. and how it kind of might. It, Related with how I think I feel and how you guys feel too, and that mm-hmm. we're nostalgic for our old shows like mm-hmm. Rocco's Modern Life. So it's kind of cool that they put a twist within the actual, you know, reboot. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Inception. It's true. It is very much yeah. like Inception it's, in that case. Yeah, cool. I liked how they did that. Yeah, there were so many different. I, I, I guess we can really start getting into the. The, the meat of what Rocco's Modern Life Static Cling is all about. And, it, and I feel like 
on the modern perspective, Jenna, you did a wonderful little outline, which I will say to the listeners, yeah. Sean and I are not as organized when <laughs> we go into something as, as that. So kudos points to Jenna for that one. Thank you. Uh, yeah, big time, big time. But to look into our relationship really. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody out there now knows. Gina, I know you're probably wondering. Jen, Jenna's more organized in that case. And, uh, but anyway, like going into the modern aspect of it, Sean, I know you and I have discussed this because we've talked about it with the Star Wars universe and everything. Mm. How are they going to take something like Empire Strikes Back where it used a lot of puppetry and whatever else mm. and be able to keep that nostalgic feel but able to modernize it for the for the modern audience, uh, essentially. And I feel like with Rocco's Modern Life Static Play, it did a nice job of, of balancing that old feel mm-hmm. with the newer concepts. Like you said, Jenna, Conglomo, this big company that runs the entire world. What was the first thing that came to my mind? Walmart. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking, oh, sorry to say, Disney in, was, in some ways. I was the more thinking Wells Fargo. Yeah, what, yeah, well, yeah big Fargo. banks, right? <laughs> Wells Fargo. That's like, true. You, yeah. you look at that. Now, I'm going to have Jenna talk a little bit more about this in this case, but it it was something that you brought up was that conglomo really is that modern take on what we experience economically no it's true yeah um yeah i had put that you know it's one corporation that's in charge of it all and mm-hmm. that's so i don't know it's so more well seen today than i think it was in the 90s um and i just i really like the fact that they portrayed that you know kind of in like a funny way in Rocco's Modern yeah, Life yeah. that they always do but it hits home especially now in 2019 and going into 2020 mm-hmm. and with everything that next year brings but uh, yeah it's interesting Sean, it is it's uh, it's really showing us in many ways I mean the buzz box thing the the old phone old phones yeah <laughs> <laughs> old phone <laughs> I mean, just just all of that combined. You know, we see it all the time when we go to conventions. I mean, it, it was also funny. It was like instead of going to a car lot, they go to a drone lot because everyone's oh, wow. buying drones. Oh, and I yeah. think it was a bit that the whole drone scene, like them flying over to find uh, Mr. Big's uh, daughter. <laughs> because now, because we found out uh, that uh, Mr. Big has daughter is. Our son is transgender, who's a woman, mm-hmm. which yeah. is really cool. Like, yeah. oh, I love that cool concept for them for a cartoon to do that. I mean, I know a lot of the new newer cartoons done that, but not many of the old cartoons covered that those topics. Mm-hmm. That's so true, and I love how when Rocco and Heifer and Philbert they all are in the desert and they finally see the sun, and he steps out of the. They had popsicle truck, and he's like, "Well, actually, I'm Rachel now." <laughs> and there's like a moment of silence, but then they're like, "Oh yeah, cool, awesome, yeah. all right." So, what yeah. is there, are you coming back with us? And I feel like, at least for our generation right now, those who love the '90s and after us, um, we're so more accepting of that. Oh yeah. And unlike Mr. Bighead, who is kind of like. The older generation mm. nowadays, they're not as accepting of yeah. those changes. Um, but I love that they put that in in this cartoon. 
um, which was for children at a time, and now yeah. it's more for the adults. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was for the adults as well because back then there was so much adult uh, content and uh, <laughs> sex jokes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, big time. I mean, yeah. Rocco was basically working at sex at the sex line. <laughs> oh, <line. laughs> I love that episode. Oh, it gets you. Oh, oh baby, oh baby, oh baby. It's oh, <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Big Head on Rocco. <laughs> So true. It's true. Oh my god! And at the end, the very end, when Mr. and Mrs. Bighead are going off with their daughter, and she's licking the fathead's popsicle, and she's like, "Oh, Mr. Bighead, this is what you look like in the morning." <laughs> it's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> they did go there. They did. And that I mean, was the beauty of it. Yeah. Rocco's modern life. Yeah. Like mostly every other episode had like at least one sex joke. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. It's true. There was always something in there. I mean, they dialed it down a little for the special. I mean, there was yeah. just a little bit you could tell, but not as much as it used to be. Yeah. No, but just the silly, crude kid stuff, too. Like the uh, <laughs> the reentry uh, clicker being stuck in the back in Hef's butt, <laughs> yeah, essentially. Yeah. And then um, the CEO of Conglomo picking, his bo- <laughs> picking out for boogers. Yeah. I was watching it with my dad. He's like, oh, that is so gross. I'm like, dad, it's Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah. Like, that's how it's always been with that mm-hmm. show. It's always... And, yeah, and it didn't phase me when I was... No. No. I that's mean, if, if if I was a kid now watching these, I wouldn't get those things that would be kind of grossed out at all, but mm-hmm. as a... Almost a nineteen-year-old. Uh, I'm not nineteen. Uh, as a twenty-five-year-old, mentally, I mean, I'm more of a nine-year-old mentally. <laughs> now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> nice job, Jenna. Thank you, Jenna. Any of you think this is being taken out, it is not. <laughs> she left it. <laughs> she left it. This is good stuff. This is good stuff. Patreon supporters, they're paying their money every month. They're gonna get it. They're gonna get the content. Yeah. No, it's sorry, Sean. No, that's fine. <laughs> but we can kind of connect this to Star Wars, of course. Yes, of course. I mean, of course, in the very beginning. I know this is a Star Wars show, uh, uh, podcast, but. In the beginning of Rocco's Marav, you had the scroll. Of the yeah, scroll. the title crawl. The crawl. Yeah, and that was really cool to see that. And then they had the narrator with it, and then the rocket ship burst. He's like, ah, he's like, ah, I don't, we don't need this anymore. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. It really hit upon all different sides of uh, fandom yeah. by doing that, which was really cool. Now, I think the one cool part also about Static Cling, and, and I'm glad we brought up the whole... Rachel topic with this because it has been such a talk on Twitter ever since it came out is like oh that was a very gutsy thing to do that was a really this that was a really that and what both of you had brought up which was so important was that this is a different generation now and it's that whole like when Mr. Bighead says like I can deal with change <laughs> change that's such a good impression by the way <laughs> you know and it's that whole concept of that generation I'm talking, and I'll say it, our parents' generation. Mm-hmm. That, that Wasn't they, there a, they, they was don't that? understand that just yet. Yeah. It's, it's a new thing. It's change. It's different. But for us, it's something that we see every day. Our own friends um, 
go through these experiences and come out and, and really truly identify themselves finally. And, and we support them in every way possible. And I think that for them to do that, where social media will always, always take the point of that's too controversial, that's too this, that's too that. That doesn't speak for our generation, I don't feel, whatsoever. And I say to all the people tweeting that out, go back and watch it and really understand it mm -hmm. for, for the people who it's trying to tell its story to. Because it's important. It, it is. Really is. What? Wasn't there an episode where Phil dressed up as a lady? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I, I was just yeah. thinking of that. And it kind of, I think they were picking, picking back off that episode. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. For this episode. Mm -hmm. That's a good For point. this special. That's yeah. a good point. It's I nothing. I forgot about that. It's nothing new. So mm -hmm. it, no. It's something that Rock Rocco's Modern Life and a lot of these shows from the '90s have always been controversial. Mm -hmm. The thing, and I will bring it up again, we just didn't have social media then. Mm -hmm. Social yeah. media exists in a large format now, so everybody feels like they have to get their two cents out on social. Let's media. cancel, <laughs> cancel, cancel. Yeah, right. The cancel, cancel, can cancel culture. <laughs> oh, it's just, it, and it's dangerous. It really is. You start pulling away that market from people who have been searching for it. That's true. It, it can yeah. become overfluctuated with other stuff. Yeah. And it's not any, you know, it's, it, to me it's not new. Yeah. You know, no, a lot just, of this is not new. It's just that it was never talked about. Or that's seen, true, yeah. You know, so many commercials nowadays you see change within the commercial. You yeah. know, um, same-sex partners, you know, interracial, things like mm -hmm. that that you wouldn't have seen before. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, it's so changing. The world is going to hell. No, it it's is, like, it, no, it was always, always like yeah, yeah, it was always <laughs> that. I mean, more people have been coming out because of media, too, which is yeah. a big thing. Yeah. I mean, it helps, like, get social and have, like, like, big, like, YouTubers are LGBT and mm -hmm. they help uh, kids come out or teens or adults. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's yeah. really nice for, I mean, media can be terrible, but, I mean, social media, yeah, social media can be terrible, but it's it's always a good thing, too. Yeah. And that's why I think it's, social media is, been, was invented to get connected. Yeah. Right. It, that's what it's Social for. media was the original influencer. <laughs> is that what people say nowadays? Oh, yeah, that is, that is kind of. Was it Instagram influencer? Instagram influencer, yeah. Yeah. yeah right. We are podcast influencers. <laughs> that's right. We're podcast influencers. <laughs> Everybody bases their podcast off of ours. Across the galaxy. galaxy. And thanks, Robin. We're back across the galaxy. And uh, this week we're thinking about a couple of big events coming up on the calendar. August 29th, the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World. And I just wanted to clear up some of the things. I was actually listening to the earnings call when Bob Iger talked about Galaxy's Edge. And I just want to say a couple of things that he said during the call, which just really speak to how people are picking and choosing about how to write about you know, the, uh, the two theme parks, uh, Disneyland and Walt Disney World, and their Galaxy's Edge attractions on both coasts. Um, Bob said... Long term, and look, we build these things for the long term. We have no concerns whatsoever about them. We're, build, we're opening Galaxy's Edge in August in Orlando. The second attraction there will open in December. And as I said, the second attraction in, Ando, in Anaheim will open in January. So we feel great about the product that we've created. 
it's just going to take some time for, basically, for things to work themselves out in terms of how the marketplace is reacting. And previous to that, he had said that it was um, Disney's fault in terms of how hyped up they got people um, for both attractions. Um, and, And there was also marketplace issues in Disneyland in terms of price raisings, um, not only in the parks themselves, but also in the Good Neighbor hotels nearby. So there was a whole lot of factors, you know, very similar to how um, Solo, a Star Wars story, there was a whole lot of factors in terms of when it debuted, how it debuted, how it was marketed, and Disney took responsibility for that as well. And you know what? They're taking responsibility uh, in certain regards for the crowds that haven't necessarily been filling up Disneyland. Um, But I don't believe that we're going to have any issues like that at Walt Disney World, not only because of the capacity of the park to handle so many people, but also because they haven't, you know, quote unquote, scared anyone by having reservation systems or things like that. It's, It's pretty straightforward in terms of their advertising. And that's pretty great. So moving on, we're going to talk, too, about um, D23 in Anaheim coming up on uh, August 23rd through the 25th. And one of the things I'm really excited about there is to learn more about The Mandalorian. And uh, just looking at a recent interview with John Favreau, he, he has already written pieces of season two. You know, he, he had written four pieces, four uh, episodes before he even pitched the project to Disney. So this is something that's extremely personal to him. And regardless of sort of backlash is the wrong word, but people's expectations of the Lion King not coming to fruition. Um, I think that this is a story that is extremely personal to John Favreau. He's excited. He's a Star Wars fan. He's been thinking and living this for in his mind for decades. And he said that you always want to have a great story that you want to tell. So he's got a great story. We've seen clips of it at um, Star Wars Celebration 2019. Um, those got leaked. I, I imagine we're going to see a whole lot more um, in, in late August. And, you know, one of the things that uh, I'm also excited about is to see the other pavilions. This is the first time for Lucasfilm. Um, I'll be watching from home, actually, from the streaming side of things. But I'm certain we're going to get um, photos and stories about the first ever Lucas, Lucasfilm pavilion, the evolution of the Stormtrooper designs from screen-worn stuff from the earliest movie to the upcoming Rise of Skywalker and we got uh, some galaxies of adventure, galaxy of adventure um, stuff for the kids out there in Anaheim, and you know, it's just exciting to have new Star Wars coming in the in the guise of uh, Star Wars Resistance, which unfortunately is only going to have two seasons to it. But I'm 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 excited to see how they wrap that up. Um, anyway, I'm starting to ramble, so I'm going to throw it back to you, Robin. All I can say is new Star Wars is good Star Wars, and, and we're excited to see all of it. I have to say, Static Cling, I think, was definitely needed um, in the time that we are right now. And of all the reboots, you could say... Should we rate? (laughs) Should we rate? Yeah, let's rate it. Let's rate it. Out of 10, 5? Let's do it out of 10. Because then we can get a good round perspective on it. Alright, what? 1 is I absolutely hated it. Yes. And 10 is the best thing ever. Okay. Okay. I I probably would give it an 8. Okay. I think it was that good. I mean, 
I mean, from most of any, like the reboots I've seen, and like and shows nowadays that's that's like rehashing. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit of a different take of cartoon, even though it's this cartoon I we've seen before. Just right. it just felt new, but it felt old at the same mm-hmm. time. Yeah, which is which I love. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's true. John, what do you think? I'm a little more harsh on my critiquing. I would give it a six. Okay. Um, which it's mostly because for a reboot, I really would have liked to see multiple episodes. I think they tried to squish a lot into 45 minutes. Um, even though I loved seeing all the old characters within it and things like that, I feel like there was so much more to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm actually really hoping that there's going to be more yeah. coming after this. So. Yeah, that's that's an interesting perspective. You're not the only one I've seen, um, of course, on Twitter and whatever else. But people have been saying like, oh, man, why didn't they do like a 10, li- t- 10 episode limited release on Netflix or something? And release it every week I'm, so you had to wait for it. Um, like, like the older release. But remember, yeah. Yeah. just remember what Netflix is doing about these. And... Yes, that's where it is. It's not cu- cutting these shows. I mean, one uh, cartoon show I, I adore was Tuca and Birdie, cut off because I guess uh, Netflix doesn't promote well. No, they don't. And they don't know when the new season comes out or when seasons come out. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing over and over. Like, I've seen comedians in cars getting coffee like oh, every yeah. time. I mean, it's a good show, but just don't overflow with people that. Yeah. That's an interesting perspective. Yeah. I mean, I think I got to I'm going to give Static Cling an, a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. Because, number one, I think it's awesome that they got really, really big man in there with his nipples. Um, <laughs> I think that that was a great little touch. Just for the nipples. Just, just, I, the, just, nipples. just, just the tips. Just the tips. Oh, you um, were you hard? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, if you watch the... the, the the show um, but I thought that was hilarious that they got him in there um, Heifer's granddad which I thought was hilarious he was like, you big fat cow <laughs> which was awesome um, to get that in there um, but I think that very similar to Jenna um, I think that a limited release series would have been cool I don't think 10 episodes necessarily I think if you did it in a five episode release, I see where you're coming from though, Sean, mm-hmm. with the promotion side of it, because Netflix does not do a good job of yeah, promotion yeah. whatsoever. Whoever their marketing team is, they should scrap, because whatever they're investing into it is just not doing the right amount of output, which is why Disney, DC, all these other companies haven't invested in Netflix to do their television shows, is mm-hmm. because you can't promote. No, it's true. You can't do it, yeah. so why yeah. should we give you the money? But. I'm giving it a 7 out of 10 because I think the nostalgia trip was worth it. I think everything that the characters outlined and the modern taste that it brought was really good. Um, I will say this, though. I don't think they're done. I don't think they're done. I think there's something else that Tom Kenny and this crew want to work on. Um, Crossover. Right. Like a Rocco's Modern Life, Courage the Cowardly Dog crossover. Uh, Or that's, 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 that's Nick versus... Uh, right, uh, Cartoon Network, right. but but it's on Netflix now. It's on Netflix, so there is that opportunity that Netflix brings two different franchises or two different stories together. Even though question, they're owned does, by separate does Nickelodeon still own 
uh, Rocco stuff? Yes, correct. It's a Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah they it still own So, I mean, it, I don't think Nickelodeon would do a uh, Cartoon Network crossover. It's a big competition. Right. I, I get that side of it. I think that there's... I think when it comes to competition, I think that there's... We do live in a different age of it, though. I feel like if the money is right, we have to remember the economic mm-hmm. side of it. If the money's right, Cartoon Network will buy into it. If they know that they're going to get some kind of marketing output from it or something, they would say, okay, maybe this one time, if we make $1.6 million off of the marketing push for this, maybe it will be worth it. It's hard to know, though. It's hard to know. I know, but back in the, in the 90s, those, those cartoons that were both on Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network, but that was back then, not yeah. anymore. You see a variety of different... Different stuff. Now. Wait to be seen, though. We'll, we'll wait and see what happens. I, I I do agree with you. It has to be a good, it has to be a good price to be able to happen. I, I just I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence about it. Yeah. Because as a person that likes my separate shows, mm-hmm. I sometimes am not a huge fan of when they meet each other. Yeah. Um. I mean, granted, you know, Family Guy has done it. You know, with uh, the Simpsons and stuff like that, or you know, the Cleveland Show, stuff like that. Uh-huh. But I don't know. Like, I mean, I I like when. Uh, Jim Neutron, uh, Fair Operance did a crossover. I yeah. mean, that was really cool. I mean, they did like a three parts movie series. Yeah, it was like a three Which is really cool. I mean, it was, it felt off at this time, but then it's like it kind of worked because of the the universe they created, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. That's true, though. That makes a good point is that it does, you have to find the right fit. Or, you know, so either it goes really well or if they can't you know, successfully cross it, then they kind of have a flop. So I can see why it's a fine line, probably, of the networks trying to figure things out, right? too. But, who knows? Yeah, I guess we'll just wait and see. This is going to get interesting now. Because, well, there's a bunch of reboots that are still coming out. I mean, we have, I don't know when this is going to release, but this Friday... We're having the Invader Zim. Is it, is it a special movie? I believe it's a movie. I believe it's a movie very similar to this. I mean, it's a 45 minutes. I didn't watch Invader Zim as much as a kid. I mean, I'm still going to go check it out. I mean, it looks fantastic still. But I don't know. What do you guys think about it? I mean, Invader Zim for me was always kind of that. It was always that Saturday afternoon cartoon after. <laughs> A lot of the other ones ended in the morning. Invader Zim was always at 11.30 to 12 slot. Yeah. So, like, just before lunch. So, I was like, oh, there's nothing else good on TV. You know, I'll probably turn on Invader Zim. My dad and mom never got Invader Zim whatsoever. They're like, like, oh, this is dark. This is crude. I'm like, have you watched the uh, Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy? That stuff gets pretty dark, too. <laughs> but um, it's funny, mm-hmm. funny show. It is. It's a um, good show. It's a really yeah. good show. Um, but I, I, Invader Zim was always in that weird wheelhouse for me. Of whether I wanted to watch that, or do I wait a little bit longer and then like Johnny Bravo comes on it? So. I was just trying to think of that. And I saw him stuck in my head. Why <laughs> the Johnny Bravo? Da, 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 da. <laughs> no, that's not Johnny Bravo. That's uh, <laughs> that's yeah. Angry Beavers. Yeah. <laughs> Another good one. Another good one, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, there, pretty mama. <laughs> <laughs> that show would not be accepted by <laughs> oh no. by today standards. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious! I mean. Oh, actually, I was watching oh. it the other day because I have uh, Comcast or whatever on demand. It's Xfinity. It's Xfinity on demand. And uh, 
they I actually like did the little voice remote and I'm like oh, angry beavers <laughs> and um, they, they had it so I watched some episodes but it really was like the things they got away with <laughs> yeah I know. it's crazy yeah. big time I love it. Ren and Stimpy. Oh, all the time. Animaniacs. That was big. The Animaniacs on WB. Yes. Well, I mean, hello, though. We grew up with that kind of stuff, too, where, you know, the coyote was chasing the roadrunner, and there was anvils and bombs and people hitting each other over the head. I mean, yeah. They they dialed that down for, like, 80s, 90s, 70s. Yeah. But, like, like, the 80s, 90s, like... Here's big sex jokes and all that. Yeah. Like, every, like yeah. and dark humor mostly. Oh well, hell yeah! It was. Yeah. It was there was so much of it, mm-hmm. and and there was not a problem with it. And I have to say, growing up, I think we can all agree, nobody really even thought about it. Well, I think it was. It's funny because kind of like some of the movies that we have through Disney and Pixar. They're for kids, yes, but they slip those things in for the yeah. adults that are also watching. Yeah. Yeah. So kids don't get it. You know, they're they're too innocent. They're too young for this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Hopefully, nowadays. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I still yeah. don't get any yeah. sex <laughs> <Yeah>. whatsoever. <laughs> he doesn't. And um. So I, I was gonna like... make a joke with that. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that. Watch it. Watch it. I'm gonna leave that out of the bed. <laughs> But anyways, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, they're great jokes and they make sense, yeah. but kids don't know. It's true. And it's like, you know, I feel like it's harmful. I'm, or harmless, sorry. <laughs> oh, it's so, so fucking harmful. harmful. It's awful for these children. No, I'm sorry. Ugh, edit that one Brainwashing. Brainwashing. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> All right, let's move into if we were to reboot one of our favorite shows from the 90s, talking animated here, which one would we reboot? <laughs> That's where I'm leaving it. Where are we going? Yeah, let's go. Um, kind of like what I said earlier, one of the ones I always think of is the Wild Thornberries. I mm. couldn't get enough of that show. It was so well written and I love that they were just a traveling family going to different areas of the world and and I also love animals so I secretly wish I could talk to my own but (laughs) who knows maybe they can and they just don't want to talk to me but that could be it it. Um, but I just love that show and I'd really love to see that come back Mm -hmm. at least for a 45 minutes something or other. That would be nice. Yeah. Robin? Be nice. Mine is, and I thought about it too, <sighs> I would like to see Doug rebooted. Yeah. I think Doug would And Skater. Patty Mayonnaise. Patty Mayonnaise. They're not Doug funny. The prince, the school teacher there. No, Doug was awesome. One of my favorite go-tos, um, and it was a hard one between that and Rocket Power, because oh, I, I love Rocket Power. Rocket I tell Jenna all the time. That's mine. If if I want to cosplay somebody coming up, I would do Tito. Auto. I would do Tito. Tito. Uncle Tito. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Uncle Tito's ancient Hawaiian. Singer. I say I would be more of a what's his name. 
Uh, hat. Oh, damn it, do that. Yeah. Oh. What's his name? Oh. The squid. <laughs> Fuck. Um. No, that was his nickname. His nickname was Squid. No, the other kid. No, the other one. <laughs> what you said before? <laughs> no, you said before. No, never mind. I have a better idea. <laughs> oh, man. Ramundo. Yeah, Ramundo. Oh, man. Yep. Somebody's out there. Somebody's out there that's going to look it up for us. That's okay. one of the best it. theme songs, by the way. Oh, Rock Power. Fantastic. Fantastic theme song. Sean, what's yours? Mine was was going to either be uh, Courage or Rocket Power, but I, th- I was just didn't think, you know, I think Totally Spy should be. Totally I mean, Spy, it's yeah. a deep, not many people will listen to it. I mean, it had uh, six seasons. It did have a, it went from 2001 to 2005, I think, but mm-hmm. then it had another season that came out in 2012. Oh, interesting. I mean, I'll... I think they should do another uh, season just to end it. I right. mean, I think it was such a cool idea. I mean, every every kid, uh, like every like every guy I see, sees, like I secretly loved it and n- tell no one. <laughs> it was about these. It's true. Three girls, right? Three girls are totally girly and all that, but like more more guys like, watch it. Yeah, yeah. It's more guys who watched it. I mean. <laughs> I watched it because my sister watched it, of course. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh. His sister watched it. You, were the girls cute? Oh, yeah. Well, there, there it is. <laughs> there it is, folks. <laughs> well, you're a kid. Yeah, yeah I was right? a kid. And you're watching these three girls who are spies. Yeah. And as a young boy, you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. It's like, it's like a one-up of Kim Possible. One-up <laughs> 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 of Kim Possible. Because yeah, it's, just, it's just Kim. Yeah. I mean, they did a reboot. I'm not really a live action. Haven't seen it. I'm oh, not yeah. going to. Yeah, it's like, uh, what was that? Um, the other show, Kids Next Door. What was that? Kid, kids Code kid, Co- Kids Code Name Kids Next Door. Right? Yes. Yeah, that was another one. But that was more early 2000s, really. That, that, was a, that was another show that I was like, huh, I wonder where that borderline is. What year that started. That was around the 90s, but it wasn't. Wait, you said reboot 90s, right? I yeah. Guess I said teen, Totally Spies is early 2000s. Uh-oh, Sean. Whoops. <laughs> he, Do you want to go Courage, then? Was that 90s? Yeah, Courage was Cur- Yeah, Courage is that. I mean, yeah. Courage the Cowardly Dog was one of the freakiest shows i ever seen yeah. as a kid. Oh, it yeah. freaked me out, but I, I absolutely loved it. It should freak you out, but you kept watching it. Because it like mm-hmm. it wasn't quite scary, but it was still. Oh, like... it was scary. <laughs> there was, yeah, there were some episodes I remember. I when I saw the title come up for him, I, I immediately changed the channel. Mm, that's true. I was like, no, oh, yeah. not watching oh, that one. Always the always the one with the cat. A cat. He always freaked the oh, hell the out cat, of me. Yeah. I remember the cat. There was like yeah, the black cat. cat. It's it's oh. like K A T. Is that gate? Yeah, that's how you spell it. Yeah. Oh no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go folks, back to school. Folks, folks, folks. Jenna says cat is K A T. This is why you pay Patreon money. That's what, we're putting it on the dictionary. <laughs> love oh, it. God. I love the it. The more you say it, the more I want to say it. 
worst part too is that I'm in education. So that's great. I'm teaching your kids, people. K A T. Cat. K A T. Cat. Oh my goodness. Oh, God. That is, that is the title of the episode right there. Cat. Cat. Uh, let's not talk about movie cats. No. no. Oh, my goodness. You and I talked about that. That was just. Of all the hits at San Diego Comic Con, it had to be Cats. Ah. Uh. Yeah, at a comic book convention, the reboot of Cats the Musical as a movie was the big hit at a comic book convention. What? Not 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 any of the Batgirl mm-hmm. stuff. None of the Marvel stuff. Not a Jay and Silent Bob. Not Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Huh. Cats, of all things. Cats. <laughs> Cats. Is it? I don't know. Well, that's just a musical. Yes. If they haven't ventured into comics, right? No. But they're making a movie. That's odd. Isn't it odd? It's because of the cast. It's a cast. And cast with a K A S T. There we go. (laughs) Cast? K A S T? Yes, cast. K A S T. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's just, it's it's ridiculous, but that's a conversation. That's another day. For a whole other time, folks. We've broken down the 90s. We've talked about Static Cling. It's that time of the podcast. Jenna's first time here with this part of the show. Sean, what do we call this part of the show? Plug time. Is it time for plug time? Plug time! Plug time! Here at the Brick City Blockade podcast, Mr. Sean Misha, where can good people find you across social media? You guys can follow me on Twitter, Sean Misha1. Follow me on music at Bandcamp. Bandcamp. And SoundCloud. Follow me on Instagram at it's, Zonesy. It's and friend me and follow me on Facebook. Gemma? I don't know if I want people following me. Robin? <laughs> and on that note, you guys can follow me over on Twitter at MrVoteTweets. Check me out on Instagram with all my tomfoolery and pictures with this crazy one right next to me. Yes, folks. Jenna is sitting right next to me right now. Oh, over God, on Instagram at the official vote. You guys can also check us out at www.brickcityblockade.com for everything happening in the fandom and across that galaxy far, far away. Patreon to support the network, folks, and to listen to episodes like this. T Public to rock the network. We got brand new designs up there for you guys. The new podcast tees that look like we just hopped out of the Atlantic Ocean, which is about a cool. 54 degrees right now threw that bad boy on and came in here to podcast you guys can also support us through starlight children's foundation our galaxy of joy program bringing smiles to kids faces in hospitals around the country every cent at a time but until next time shama show robin vo we'll catch you guys on the flip side and as we always say it's not a podcast until we do it may the force be with you always Robin, I think you need some sunblock. <laughs> I got burned, okay? I, I forgot to flip over. <laughs> to flip over. My potato salad. My potato. <laughs> Took us three days. <laughs> if I was a lifeguard. <laughs> if I were a lifeguard. <laughs> the nose. <laughs> oh, fuck. Goodbye. I'm gonna go get